Yo, oh yeah, yeah. I'll be in, I'll be in there one second. I just just let me. I have to get something from my car. Yeah. I'm just, yeah, I just need to, I need to get something from my car. I'll be right back. Okay. Uh, what's up, kids? This is your substitute teacher. And you're here for this episode. <laughs> you know what time it is. Season 177. Episode 2. Actually, no. See, I'm sorry. I'm getting used to it. I'm the substitute, and I don't even know what day it is. It's season 178, episode 2 of the Daily Zeitgeist, the production of iHeartRadio, the podcast where we take a deep dive into America's just nasty, stinking shared consciousness. It is Tuesday, March 30th, 2021. My name is Miles Gray, a.k.a. Welcome to the pod where the news is complicated. Mm. I see the way you're telling us the things that you've searched and what's overrated. Sites like this, we deep dive while you drive, pie your cake, and we make some hot takes and we'll turn it into Jamie and Miles here to help you get educated. Whoa, whoa. Okay, damn. Shout out to Rob Cunningham coming through on the Twitter with that Avril, a.k.a. You know, I love to read it and see it. A really specific it. one, too. Yeah. I mean, luckily, that's, you know, I, I fuck with Avril, you know? Uh, <laughs> shout, out the, shout out the Canadian princess. Queen. Uh, and look, it wouldn't be a, a, a substitute podcast hosting festival without one of the greats. One of the great podcasters, known podcasters in this country. Oh I am thrilled to be joined by the miniature Zamboni herself, Jamie Loftus. A.K.A. Somebody once told me a resurfaced emoji ain't the type of emoji I need. They were looking kind of dumb when they're clicking with their thumbs with no way to express a Zamboni. Well, oh, but shit. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to cut it off there. Oh, but shout damn. out to at Rap Bohemian for, uh, for, for reviving the Zamboni emoji effort. It is ongoing. I have been harassing the, I forget, the, the scare. Uh, the Unicode Consortium. No offense right? to the Unicode Consortium, but they're like, they're fucking snobs. They are. They're assholes. I remember yeah. trying to figure out how it's made. And the even an inquiry is to asking for more information about their process. I got the most snarky email back. Oh, like, there's such little brats over there. They're just, ugh. They're like, we will ugh. inform the press when we decide to uh, to discuss any of like the inner workings. Like, okay, fool, whatever. Just make with a burrito emoji. They still haven't approved the guillotine emoji either, which is like a brilliant idea that I, I never would have thought of. Honestly, I feel like the guillotine emoji would actually help set off some kind of global workers revolution. Yeah, sometimes. Like that's sadly the missing piece is that people had to be like, guillotine, 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 like on comments. And they're and like, now yeah. I'm starting to see things your way. Yeah. Now we're pressing Jeff Bezos at his, at his house. <laughs> Interesting. Well, anyway. Beyond all that, Jamie, I'm thrilled, uh, yeah. as, as I'm sure you are as well, to, oh, yeah. to introduce our guest today. Someone uh, who's got a fantastic podcast called My Mama Told Me, talking about conspiracy theories. Uh, just a brilliant, talented comedian and your former Edinburgh uh, fringe roommate. Please welcome the <laughs> just amazing Langston Kermit. Yeah! Hey. Welcome! Wow! I I want a song to introduce myself. Uh, <laughs> I don't have one, but goddamn, would that be cool if I came in with some sort of a two thousand esque parody <laughs> song? Yeah, right. What's your? Fa I always ask this. What's your favorite karaoke track? 
Oh, uh, the boy is mine is a fun one. Oh, that's that's yeah. a nice one. If you okay. can find another person to do that beginning with you, that's great. Where it's like, hey, do you hey, know him? Do you oh, know yeah. him? Yeah, I know him. Yeah, all that shit. <laughs> that's my favorite intro. That like for it being a spoken word intro, that mm-hmm. so many people actually could write down. Like, excuse me, can I please talk to you for a minute? Uh-huh, yeah. sure. You know, you you know, you kind of look familiar. Like that whole fucking vibe. Shout out to anybody who can do the Monica Brandy combo. I my favorite part of that is there if you probably look at the uh the writer's credits for that, there's like eight people who had to had to chime in to make sure that they got that correct of uh airing out Mackay <laughs> Pfeiffer for <laughs> double timing them. Oh, man. I mean, I spoken word intros are so underrated, especially for mm, like karaoke, because it eases right. you into it. I can't I can't like do a karaoke song where I'm screaming right away. I need to like it needs to be a gentle. Yeah. Massage uh, that bad boy. Just oh, a, really? a nice, gentle massage into do what you do ultimately the, is nonsense. Do you do yeah. the <laughs> subtly warped down the boy is mine repeat at the beginning? The boy is mm. mine. The boy is mine. The boy is, you know what I mean? You got. Oh, I think I think I do do that if I'm okay. if I'm remembering my most. It's been a while since I've been <laughs> yeah, for most of us. There's been a bit of a, a pickle for the world uh, <laughs> as far as karaoke. Now, my is my group, we've been getting together nonstop. You <laughs> <laughs> got sick though. <laughs> but yeah, I think you, you got to warp your vo- you got to do it all. Yeah. Do all the the fun that the boy is mine can offer you. I, yeah. The other part is you know his name. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Oh, I yeah. know. <laughs> I know his name. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> motherfucker. Oh, man. Well, see, I think you could do some kind of like, you need to give it up. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to sing the whole song. I'm trying to how I would create new lyrics. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I, I had that CD single too. Bought that shit at Blockbuster Ooh. Music. Oh, shit. Blockbuster yeah. Music? Yeah. Did y'all I didn't not know have Blockbuster that? Blockbuster did. Yeah. Have thing. Block, so, okay. Y'all remember the warehouse for I'm music? I don't Where, remember, what was, but what I'm was listening. like what in the era of buying physical albums? What yep. was like your local thing that wasn't a Best Buy, like dedicated record store? Uh, we had a place called Coconuts. We okay. had strawberries. Oh, that's <laughs> yep. You get it. <laughs> Same energy. Wait, uh, are you serious? <laughs> hell yeah. yeah. Coconuts Wait. and strawberries were a. Uh, they were like a a sister company. That that basically <laughs> was specialized in selling CDs, and we did coconuts. Oh shit! So we oh. all had coconut strawberries. I had the Warehouse Music Plus, and then obviously Tower Records. Mm-hmm. But the Warehouse eventually got consumed by Blockbuster when they were really feeling themselves, and they're like, "We'll also sell fucking tapes." <laughs> Fuck y'all! <laughs> that Good for them. Long. You yeah. know, Blockbuster really they they deserve better. They really tried. <laughs> They, yeah. they did everything right, and then these mean ass motherfuckers at Netflix were like, "Nah, we got a different plan," and they just couldn't keep up. Not on. Not, not only that, Blockbuster had they turned down the opportunity to buy Netflix. Yeah, you know that's that, where they went wrong. That's yeah. when you. That's when the. That's where it hurts. You know, like okay. we could have we could have our owned our own destiny rather than yeah. now we're a fucking them. meme where people can <laughs> do an Airbnb in one of our last stores for a joke. <laughs> They um, did try to do what Netflix does for a while after, like, all their, their physical stores shut down. They were doing, like, blockbuster DVDs in the mail, yeah. and nobody wanted that shit anymore. We're disloyal bitches, and I see that now. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> honestly, I don't feel bad because they never had Street Fighter 2 on Super Nintendo when I tried to rent it, so fuck y'all. 
Wow. I thought my best blockbuster experience was, you know that movie uh, Teeth? Uh, mm-hmm. About the... <laughs> I, I took that out by accident at Blockbuster and have never had a better and worse experience with an accidental rental. It was oh, so you good. didn't you didn't know what it was when you rented it. No, I thought, oh. I don't know what movie I thought it was. I thought it was like a different thriller movie, and I mm. brought it to my friend's house, and we were like blown away. I mean, it's still <laughs> a classic. Yeah, sure. like it's teeth there. Okay, yeah. Didn't you do like, a Bechdel cast? We did, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let's stop talking about our podcasting. You know what I mean? I mean, sure. like, we could talk about millions of conspiracy. What's what? You know, what, I'm, conspiracy theories uh, abound right now. So I'm sure you're mm-hmm. you have plenty of material for your podcast. Like, I'm having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty to resource. Please, oh people God. are nervous out in the world. The, yeah. the place is crumbling, but we can't go outside. It's fun. Well, you know what? I'm sure we'll have to use some of those insights to go over a lot of the stories I see today, because on some level, conspiracies abound. Uh, But today, we're going to talk about how Parler, apparently, they were selling out their users to the feds before January 6th. How about that shit, snowflakes? (laughs) What else? Oh, okay. Um, There's another thing I want to let people know. We were talked about Echo Park and the sweeps and police violence that occurred last week uh, when people were trying to, you know, stand in solidarity with the unhoused in Echo Park, despite the city's promises of doing right by them. Uh, so, Jamie, we'll uh, get an update on you on that and on how our city is treating uh, the unhoused population and just how fucking backwards that shit is. Uh, we'll also give a ship update on the ever given has finally been dislodged from the Suez Canal. And we'll just talk about that. And of course, just how there's maybe some capitalist uh, angles, shades to that story as well that we might not have been thinking about. Um, And we'll also think of, look, if you ever wonder what it was like for Trump to stumble upon your wedding and you uh, bother to give him a microphone, we'll we'll actually, we'll find out what that sounds like uh, because it happened in real life. And that was a mistake for the people that got married. Oh, no. And then we're going to talk about vax passports. You know, how do you know if you've been vaccinated? We're going to talk about how most of America is shooketh by cancel culture. And of course, we're going to talk about the Lil Nas X Montero video because conspiracies abound, baby. Uh, what all that means on top of overpriced sneakers. Of course, it, this story has fucking everything. So uh, before we do all that. Langston, let us know something about you in the form of your search history. What's something you've been searching that uh, oh, know what you've been? Oh, uh, this is exciting! I got jury duty. Uh, uh, the the notification, the official notification that I was uh, on call for jury duty. So I've been uh, Google searching how to get out of jury duty, <laughs> like oh, the man. various methods for for escaping jury duty. And I think I'm just gonna show up and say that I'm extremely biased against the police and see right. how that. Uh, <laughs> You know, that plays uh, in their little ears. I've had to have an evolution around that because unfortunately, if people like you or I don't do jury, the the the, the verdict could get fucked up by the kind sure. of people that do serve on jury on juries. And like there was a reckoning I had to have because I used to be the professional jury duty dodger. Yeah, I'd come <laughs> in and I would be so contrarian. Like when they're asking questions that I would just frustrate whoever, like I didn't need an excuse. I'll be like, I'm just going to intellectually frustrate the, like the lawyer. So they're like, get the fuck out of here. And then as I get older and realize 
the complexions of juries in this country and the verdicts that regularly come out, like I'm like, fuck the thing. Like it's, it is my duty on some level to be there, but also sometimes you, if you like, I, I think about the case. One was like about some tax accountant had a thing with another person. I'm like, okay, I'm, I don't, I'm off. This. Miles. I agree. It is your duty to be there. I, on the <laughs> other hand, have no intention on upholding any of my civic responsibilities. I'm going to lie my way out of it and stay at home. I'm out. <laughs> yeah you should if anything look a uh, quick tip for people in la if you can get it at the burbank court half the time they'll let you they'll let you go early oh shit. the courtroom's wow. small yeah just wow. for, for the for the experts out there yeah okay I, yeah i got jury duty at the beginning of quarantine and then they had to cancel juries for a little while so i i got out of it oh that was yeah, tight so that's for the way you, to do it when yeah. would your uh when would you have to go in Potential. I don't know. They never. They. I no, like I meant called for, the, for oh, f- <laughs> <laughs> Jamie's still waiting to go in. She's <laughs> like, no. A year. No one. <laughs> hey, just bring Jamie with you and be like, you know, she's she's actually down to do. A she's actually really cool and would love to do jury duty. She pledged herself as tribute <laughs> for this uh, jury summons. But like, did they have? Lunch. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. Did they like? What's the date? Because has it was have today. Jury trials completely resumed. I don't know. They said to they said it was today, and then they said uh, I went online, and they said uh, you don't have to come in today, but you got to call tonight to find out if you uh, go in tomorrow. Uh, yeah, go in tomorrow or do you know the whole you get it right. But that right. said, uh, you know I'm just gonna keep trying to to draft dodge as much yeah. as possible. I'm gonna blame my <laughs> yeah. shin splints. I'm gonna do whatever yeah, I can. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I th- the the whole the vibe though in that waiting room is so funny. Cause like, it's the whole spectrum. We have people who like have time, you know what I mean? Who, right. And they've done it. They have crossword puzzles, books and shit, fucking thermos. Then you have like the young idiots that were like me who like, even before smartphones, I had like half of a script that I like panic, just grabbed out of a pile of things to read. And I was like, fuck, well, what the fuck am I doing? And then there's always somebody stressed the fuck out on their phone who is like <laughs> having to handle some monumental personal business, but they're stuck in this fucking room and they're trying to be like, look, I don't know if I can do yeah. that now. Ooh, I, I feel like I'm missing an opportunity if I skip out on this, but I can't bring myself to, uh, you know, it's, it's comedy gold. It's got to be of just yeah, right? a bunch of miserable people trapped in a courtroom. That sounds wonderful, right. but I, to, I just can't bring myself to do it. To try and find equity and be effective in a legal system that is completely flawed and upside down. I mean, the whole thing is a farce. But, sure. <laughs> but so is this country. And we're still participating, right? There we wow. go. What is something you think is overrated? Oh, some, and this is still on me? It, oh, okay. Yeah, it's still on me. Uh, you know what I, what's been bugging me lately? You know what's been been tugging at my shorts is uh <laughs> i don't know if that's something people are saying now but i'd love for it to catch on yeah. if that's the thing uh I, i'm not loving i think it's overrated these there's this new trend of videos where people you you put up a video that someone else made or that you found and then you put your face in front of that video and you make funny faces at the video that's happening do you know what i'm referring oh, like to like on tiktok where you're like sort of green screening yourself yeah, yeah, and you're like yeah, yeah. just like Even commentary another person's effort. Like that why, why are we doing that? Art is hard. It's it's a challenge to come up with anything and build the confidence to post stuff 
Why are we then being like, look at this stupid ass. I'm going <laughs> right. to make funny faces and somehow get more followers than this person because of, of my funny face reactions to their shit. So what do we need? Like a new form where it's like we're encouraging the bad video making we're like pause. You see how that was a really bad camera edit. I like yeah. that. I, I actually thought that he was trying cool. his best. Look at him. Yeah, that was, that's all right. Next. You get him next time. All right. Next. <laughs> Very kind notes. Or maybe you got to do something where it's like you go in front of the person who was in front of it mm. and be like, I just don't think that this is a good use of creative energy. It seems like they're really profiting off of someone else's work. I'm just, <laughs> in, in, yeah, we're just yeah, Russian dolling the whole thing. And I'm sitting in front like, hey, you're being mean. Stop what yeah. you're doing. They tried yeah. their best. Leave them alone. <laughs> Until it's like gone so far that you can't even see what you were originally. It's all chaos. Sure. Right, yeah. right, right. It's just and a blur. that's how Christopher Nolan wrote Inception. Right. Yay, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, TikTok, man. It's it's got it all. It's got it all. Do you feel like for you know us people who are trying to just create things in like pre sort of TikTok Vine era, like just like trying to you know being a creative person. Do you see the effect that like TikTok is going to have on future generations, like in terms of being able to like, you know, unlock their own creativity and find a way to express that? Because I think that's the one thing that amazes me about it is you just see that like just the variety in which kids who seemingly are like, yeah, I don't know. I just this is how I'm communicating are kind of, you know, creating New art, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't I don't even know that. I think we get caught up in these weird traps of of comparing the quality of creativity. And I don't actually know that I believe that like we were more creative than these young people who are like fully editing videos and making really complex story yeah. in like fucking 30 second clips. On the other hand, I think that that forms of communication are going to shift in a way that like they're not going to know how to write like essays and shit but they probably can can build something that i can't build right so i just you know i have to respect that like oh this is just a difference in communication and and i don't know how to fix it but and i'm i'm too afraid to to actually try so i'm just gonna keep doing what i know how to do until i become a weird old guy that everybody boozed on the internet (laughs) that is like a thing with tiktok where it's like you're i don't know the the like grouchy part of me is like tempted to be like well what the fuck is this but it's like but with you know i I can't do it so like i can't really talk shit on it if i know i could not do it myself and they're so good at it like they're not it's not like you you go like well i can't do it but it's stupid as fuck it's like no you guys are making some dope shit that like i wish i knew how to do but i papa's ego won't allow it so here we go So I'm like, what, which, which grad program did you go to for that video? (laughs) It truly does. But I think, you know, in a way it makes everything easier. Like, I think in the same way people were talking shit about, you know, make when I was making sketch comedy in like 2010 or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like that being the wave of like, yo, I'm making, and they're like, what these kids with their DSLRs just think they can make all this (laughs) shit. You know, and that's coming from the people who are coming from more traditional media now. Like we're like, oh, these kids can just aim their stuff. I used to have, I was my, I was on Final Cut Seven till my fingers bled, and now yeah. you got the same quality in your right. And that's all it is. It's just like it's easier now. It's easier for them. And I yeah. think in that way, it's sure. Like we, we're we're gonna learn. There are different processes we had to go through creatively that they might not have to go through. But 
that just frees up probably more brain space for them to like, you know, be happy. <laughs> yeah. Or, or a different kind of miserable. I think yeah, that they right. find, they find all that brain space and free time. And then they find more things to be sad about that. An ignorant young me didn't know existed out in the world. Right, right, right. Oof, man. Anyway, shout out to narco TikTok for whatever reason. Narco, it all, that, all my videos are narco TikTok. Don't ask why. Um, what do you think is something that's underrated, Langston? You know, I had a thing, but I think we're going to end up talking about it later. So I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to move that. And okay. I'll say that something I'm pretty excited about that not a lot of people talk about is spray on deodorant. I like it. I think it's pretty cool. And as somebody <laughs> who suffers from from uh, from absence, who, who gets the fucking boils under their arm from regular deodorant, oh, shit. spray on deodorant. It doesn't clog your pores. You still smell nice. And you get to kill the environment at the same time. It's pretty cool. <laughs> With All those around, CFCs. Nine out of ten for me. <laughs> they haven't figured out a way to uh, make it environmentally friendly. If, are I'm all sure aerosols there are some up? that there are, has to be now, right? yeah, there are some that are, I am not investing in those. Those probably cost tens to twenties of dollars. I'm going to yeah. go with the ones that are damn near free or you get like killing penguins. <laughs> when like at school, the, like the janitor, like the custodial services would spray for bugs, like that pump bucket that yeah. you have to self pump and then you can spray <laughs> like, like I can just do it on my own, <laughs> but yeah, I could just stand next to Hank and get whatever he's got. <laughs> Huh. Is it like a, a an axe style container? Uh, I've avoided axe kind of more. I mean, be fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good mostly for you. because of uh, the self respect. The years and years of people making fun of axe. If I'm being honest, I think axe smells pretty good, and I'm not sure why everybody <laughs> hated on it. But I will say that yes, it, it's like a degree, but you know, the just a regular oh, okay. spray can kind of thing. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I felt like that was the almost the standard in the late 80s, early mm -hmm. night. Like visually that was being reinforced in my mind was like, oh, yeah, you spray your deodorant on. And I think I think changed. they go out a lot faster. I think right. you run out of it a lot faster. And so the the stick became a little more, uh, you know, reasonable as a purchase. Right. But And I think as we then science revealed to us something called the ozone. Yep. There you uh, go. That was another thing. People were like, <laughs> OK, maybe there's another way to. To do that, to I'm here for the me zone, baby. I'm just trying to yeah. get nice and and I and tried. Fresh. I tried with the crystals. They don't fucking work. I'm sorry. <laughs> crystals is bullshit. I'm my stink is on another level. Yeah, and I don't know. Fair. I've never met a crystal that can fucking you know neutralize my shit. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. I had a that friend is... who told me about the crystals, and I I did not understand if the implication was that you're you're holding the crystals under your arm. <laughs> You know what I mean? Right, that, right, like right. you just have to like tuck keep them there, there. Right. <laughs> but it's more you just keep them in your pockets, and they're like stinky crystals, and they <laughs> they keep you from stinking. Is that the deal? They clear it up. It's the they roll it on. Just wet the crystal and apply. You know what I mean? Oh shit! Just, yeah. yeah. This that is look. This was some shit I remember seeing in my because my dad stunk. And he tried everything. And then at the time, this was like in the early 90s, we're like, yo, crystal, you know, he's an artist. So some other motherfuckers around him was like, have a fucking crystals. And then them shits just, it it made no sense. Like he would red a wet, like a rock and like rub it on his arm. And he still stunk. And I tried that shit later on in life because I wasn't trying to put all that like chemical shit on me. But I it was either that or just fucking smell fucked up. Yeah. So, Wild. Yeah. What are you going to do? You know, and hey, Zeit Gang, if you have a, if you know a crystal that's fucking powerful enough to do battle with me, then let me know. Let me ask, right why now, was your, why was your dad so stinky? Why, why did he stink so bad? 
I don't, he's, you know, like, you know how people, I don't know. I'm like one of these people, if I don't wear deodorant immediately out of the shower and I'm like, if I watch a sports game I'm invested in, my sweat, <laughs> well, I smell awful. Like, I don't know what the fuck it is. That's it's fair. something okay. I just, whatever my body, that's what our bodies are doing. You know? I'm a sweater. I get that. I, yeah, I, I like, if I start sweating, it's some bad's coming out. So I, <laughs> you get no fight out of me. Right. Exactly. All right. I still am stuck on Axe body spray. I feel like maybe there, there is like, maybe they did get it too rough back in the day. Maybe I think so. Wow. Yeah, like Guy Fieri style almost. Like, yeah. And then he had kind of a redemption arc. Maybe that'll happen for Axe body spray. Yeah, you you want to believe mm. that Axe has been giving like bottles to orphans this whole time. And then, <laughs> right. you know, you find out, oh, Axe body spray is the humanitarian's deal. Yeah. Yeah, and for every body spray know. purchased, you know, we send one <laughs> yeah. to a body in need. It's like the Tom shoes of yeah. like seventh grader deodorant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just making little African kids smell like a uh, muscle beach. Yeah, you love that. <laughs> okay. well, I guess. I mean, it smells like swag in here. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back with some news. And we're back, and the news. Let's let's dive right on in. Parlor is back in the news. You know the right wing chat app that was marketing itself to everyone was like, oh, you know Google and Facebook and Twitter all scared and shit because they won't let you say just violent racist shit because they're terms of service. Why don't you come to the real world over on Parlor where you can do you can incite a violent insurrection openly on the app <laughs> and we won't do anything about it because freedom. Yeah. Well, apparently it, that's not what happened here. <gasps> Last week, the heads of Google, Facebook, Twitter, they all had to appear in, at like a congressional oversight hearing on like just all things social media. Like what's the effect on children? What are you doing about Spanish language misinformation? Like these are like what section 230? Like what what are your thoughts on all this stuff? And while that was happening, Parler was also under the microscope because they were like trying to, you know, Congress, like looking into their finances, their business structure, et cetera. So they had to write a response, basically. And this is just one of the lines that caused a lot of stir. Aside from them being like the overall being like, well, what about Twitter? They let them say hang Mike Pence as a trending topic. They're doing hate speech there, too. OK, but please, sir, uh, pl please understand what Parler was doing specifically. So what they said here, quote, the company. This is them defending themselves has acted okay. to remove incitement and threats of violence from its platform and old um, and did so numerous times in the days before the unlawful rioting at the Capitol. As Parler Group substantially in the latter half of 2020, the company took the extraordinary initiative to develop formal lines of communication with the Federal Bureau of Investigation to Ooh. facilitate proactive cooperation and referrals of violent threats and incitement to law enforcement. So they said even before January 6th, they're like, hey, you might want to check this dude out. Yeah, hey, <laughs> hey, this freedom of speech is getting out of control. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, this was, which was so wild that they, first of all, they posted this on like this response on their like Facebook company page. And obviously mm -hmm. the comments section fucking just was a meltdown. Ruled. Oh. Dude, people were so pissed <laughs> off because they were told like, what the fuck? I thought I can just say racism here and it was all good and be violent. So they were, they were being accused of colluding with the feds. Nice. And then suddenly Ooh. all these motherfuckers must have been in the writer's room for the wire or some shit because now they're like, you know, snitches get stitches. 
I'm like, oh, y'all are street people now. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you live by this code now? Snitches get the, okay, sure. And then there are all kinds of other things like they failed us. This is bullshit. They're, they're aligned with the liberal takeover of like, you know, all that shit. Mm-hmm. So I, I love this. I oh, yeah. I think this <laughs> yeah. is great. I think that I, I've been watching that QAnon uh, HBO documentary. Uh, yeah. And it's one of the more fascinating elements of it is just how terrified everybody becomes when they finally see what freedom of speech actually looks like. Like mm-hmm. completely like unchained, untethered to any version of like morality. And it never turns out well for anybody. And I, <laughs> I'm glad that they're learning this lesson. And more importantly, I'm glad that they're discovering that the white overseers are never going to not snitch on you when it comes right. to their own well-being. It's and great. money, you know what I mean? Because they're not going to run afoul of capitalism, right? Because the whole right. rub of their game is we will give you our user data for ad bucks they're trying to be an alternative to twitter they're they're not this isn't you know what i mean a groundswell this isn't some secret organization (laughs) they're not the black panthers these motherfuckers are selling (laughs) the fuck out right Uh, it's so so, like i'm I'm glad i was i mean as much as i hate to see parlor ever come up this this story is it it pleases me i like it yeah they're like it's especially i mean even starting with like the kind of disingenuous like well what about twitter it's like i don't know who is defending twitter as like (laughs) an amazing tool that actually gets shit done like i think it's just it's just been around longer and so it's like oh no we've known that twitter doesn't accomplish anything for like 15 years like mm-hmm. no one who is making that argument right <laughs> the the backlash got so bad on their statement where they revealed you know they've been they've been steady calling jake on everybody but in this version they said oh fuck it we need to put another statement out to just fucking put the fires out and in this one it's amazing because they're essentially letting their first amendment fans know what the fuck the first amendment actually is so then parlor comes out with this and you're like okay so quote this is from the parlor post some users have raised questions about the practice of referring violent or inciting content to law enforcement the first amendment does not protect violence inciting speech nor the planning of violent acts such content violates Parler's <laughs> terms of service. Any violent content shared with law enforcement was posted publicly and brought to our attention primarily via user reporting. <laughs> and as it is posted publicly, it can properly be referred to law enforcement by anyone. Some, so it's like, some of y'all didn't know we were cops. And right. <laughs> as you can clearly see in our user agreement, we cops. We've been cops this whole time. <laughs> right. And we read the fine print. The thing was, we were just baiting y'all in with this. uh, We put free speech in air quotes on our marquee. Yeah. But the 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 problem is, y'all don't actually know what that means. So when you find out, now you're mad about it. But also, you sick fucks don't you don't know what it means, and you sick fucks are just constantly testing what what it actually is to be free and mm-hmm. so and thus you're hurting each other or at least threatening to hurt each other and somebody needs to police that and it's right. exciting i love that it's happening to them i wonder what the <laughs> what new definition they're going to have to come up with if they keep like god that's what the constitution says yeah. <laughs> well, that's what's scary is, and that's uh, that's essentially what uh, January 6th was the beginning of, is we're about to move into a place where, like, now they're going to argue with against the Constitution. Right. Like, now mm-hmm. that's going to be the, the work of, you know, everybody on the Internet is being like, well, maybe 
the the founders were incorrect and black people are just gonna have to stay here like oh boy this isn't how we thought it would play out but go ahead yeah. finish your <laughs> thought we'll see no what happens <laughs> this is the response huh to, to people gaining a little bit of traction hmm. Hmm. yeah just a little bit not even full-on liberation it's like they're, they're fucking actually paying out reparations or some shit well they it's are in like, evanston Ugh. did you see that right yeah they're giving people reparations in evanston illinois oh yeah. really yeah. yeah but it's not a lot and it's not gonna go well i can <laughs> i can tell you firsthand this is not yeah. landing I mean, the way it's supposed to even the aid that was given out to black farmers recently caused a huge uproar uh when like you saw the trump administration gave a fraction of it to black farmers while all this all those farming subsidies at like the heartland all that shit missed a ton of black farmers and beyond that I mean, the amount of farmland that black farmers used to account for prior to like, you know, I would say the, the 30s or 40s, it was significant and now it's down to a fraction mm -hmm. of what it used to be. So, look, I mean, there's inequity all around us. <laughs> Gotta look for it. But uh, but you know what, Parlor fans, uh, keep going. I mean, you who knows? You might accidentally start getting radical with it and realizing we're all under the same chains. Huh? Mm. But hmm. But until then. Keep fighting the ghosts of brown people the that you want to blame fight. everything for. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, let's talk a little bit about Echo Park, the sweeps and services policies of the city, which is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. We touched on it on Friday in the trending episode, but Jamie, yeah, you were there. And just from your perspective, I just wanted to kind of run down this situation because I have a feeling if you are in a town with any kind of significant unhoused population, Something like this may be happening. Yeah. So I, I was reporting on this story on last Wednesday night for Knock LA. And then uh, Thursday, I, I was just there on the like outskirts of, of what was going on. But it's terrifying for a number of reasons. But I, I do feel like ultimately it's the, the precedent that's being set here could have a lot of negative fallout for for other unhoused populations. So I don't I don't know exactly what was gone over in trending, but Essentially, what uh, was going on was uh, Echo Park Lake, which is like a few streets over from from where I live. Um, over the past year, uh, there has been an unhoused population that has really uh, built some community and has been thriving down there. There's there was around 120 people uh, at its at its peak. And the reason that that was able to happen um, was because when when COVID hit, a lot of these really brutal city sweeps that are presented to uh to people by city councilors and and by all these other city officials as we're cleaning and beautifying the city when they're displacing people and offering no alternative but that wasn't able to happen over the last year um and so there was like an opportunity in this community to to build um, you know, they had a community garden. There was like a jobs program. It wasn't perfect, but it was like an actual uh, functioning community where there was a lot of um, solidarity. So uh, now that most of the COVID restrictions have been lifted, uh, the city was like, all right, let's, you know, let's get back to it and let's start displacing unhoused people again. Um, so there was this gigantic sweep planned for last Thursday that was essentially uh, our city councilor, Mitch O'Farrell, was planning to build a fence around the entire park, close it for several weeks and then reopen it uh, with all this like hostile architecture and basically making it like impossible and illegal 
for unhoused people to come back to the park. And so there was a there was like a rally on Wednesday morning where a couple hundred people showed up. Uh, and I think that the, the city kind of became aware, oh, this is getting a lot of attention. We better right. push this sweep through overnight instead of waiting until the next day. And uh, so Wednesday, when, when I was um, reporting, there there was a uh, gathering of about a few hundred people at the lake to, you know, try to peacefully prevent the fence from going up. Uh, 400 cops and six choppers showed up at the scene and just, I mean, there was, there was more than one cop to a person. It was, and, uh, I was listening to helicopter audio going on. There were people coming as far as San Pedro, which is like 25 miles away. Cops that don't even know the area, uh, were sent in to ensure that this fence was going to go up. So on Wednesday, it was confrontation that was scary, but did not grow uh, extremely violent, although uh, a reporter's arm was broken, someone's leg was hurt, there was an arrest, and it, it basically played out as uh, 400 cops being brought in to, you know, intimidate protesters and house people and stall for long enough for this fence to get up. So right. once the fence arrived and started being built up, the cops let everybody leave. And by Thursday morning, the fence had uh, gone around the entire park, Unhoused people were allowed to stay there for one last night. But essentially, if you went to bed uh, in a tent in Echo, in Echo Park Lake on Wednesday night, you woke up in an open air jail because you could not leave. Just fenced in, right? Damn. Completely fenced in. No one can go in. No one can go out. No access to anything. And it was extremely hard for, for um, activists to figure out what was going on. And right. so the city councilor, Mitchell Farrell, who I t- is just like, ugh. Uh, <laughs> said said that he was going to rehouse everyone at Echo Park Lake. So, you know, shut up and don't worry about it. Uh, so on Thursday, there was a lot of pressure put on people who were still living at the lake uh, to accept services. Uh, there's a lot of issues with these services. Uh, you know, some people like them, others don't. But there's like no real, I don't know, something that always frustrates me is there's no real like general understanding uh, among like housed people of why an unhoused person would resist a service. But mm-hmm. there's so many reasons why that would be the case. There is like in many cases, uh, if you are given a, a hotel room to live in, it's very far from everybody, you know, sometimes it's only for a week. If you're sent to a shelter, there's like a high amount of reporting, especially among women, of, of being assaulted in shelters. And so there's just all these situations where people sometimes prefer they they feel that they're safer uh, living right. in the park or like living among a community that that can protect them instead of kind of being thrown into a situation that may be safe, but also there's it's it's very likely that it may not be. Uh, so Thursday. Um, there was a vigil planned in front of the city councilor's office on sunset. So very much like in the public, like right. vegans dining al fresco, the whole f- fucking thing. It's sage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. sa- literally at sage. Yikes. And so that night, uh, there I was there at the beginning. Uh, I was there like five to seven thirty, and already there were cops surrounding the entire area. You had to, like, pass a cop to even attend the vigil. It was very 
Uh, it was just a lot, a lot of city resources. And, and you, even when you're going to this gathering, you're like, oh, this is not going to end well. Yeah, like right. it just was really clear. Especially when uh, the cops shut down Sunset preemptively and you're like, I'm sorry. Yeah. What, why is the whole street shut down already? And it's so much. It was like a stretch of five blocks and it extended a lot of different ways yeah. so that no one could access the lake. And like, it was just, it was, I mean, it's like, you you know, with, with the LAPD, there, you know, nothing is like too evil for them. But it was just so, such a yeah. steep escalation. And by, I think, around eight o'clock, they had started kettling people again. Basically, the second the sun went down, it started. There there were uh, eventually 182 people were arrested and taken away in fucking LAPD school buses. Uh, who were just standing there. There yeah. was like a city council, the city councilor O'Farrell, like released something saying, like, they had flashlights. Like, they, like, just like <laughs> all this weird gaslighty language to be like, um, actually, guys, maybe if you hadn't brought your little flashlights, I wouldn't have had to arrest 200 people. To break your arms. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, people wh- were hurt. They had, they were shooting less lethal rounds. Uh, like, and, and I think something that is like, especially scary is that 13 members of the press were arrested that night too. And like press members that were clearly identified uh, right. were arrested intentionally. They at least took that white that lady from Spectrum One News. They took the blonde lady too. That's they I was took like, everybody. Shit. They took <laughs> they... the blonde woman for just reporting on this. I'm like, they're. And I'll, this, I'll this... say this. That sounds like progress to me, but go on. Yeah. Tell more. <laughs> Equal opportunity arrests. Thank you. LAPD for, yeah, it, uh, it, defending the, the landowning class yet again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of what it boils down to is right. uh, that uh, it, it's I mean, it's still like a story that is ongoing, but a bunch of press were arrested. Almost 200 people were arrested. And then the next day, uh, the city councilor, uh, amongst other people, just kind of were uh, issuing statements that were like, I don't know why everyone was so upset. We rehoused everyone when, in fact, that was uh, not true. Yeah. So it was just a, a, a heap of bullshit uh, happening very much out in the open. Uh, and there's been I mean, it's like there there has been some public discussion about it, but it kind of in terms of like national stuff kind of flew under the radar. Um, right. But that was what was going on last week. Damn. I mean, yeah, I mean, police brutality is so normal in L.A. now. So, yeah, it's like, oh, they're at it again, huh? They this time, are, but yeah. yeah, but I think that's what we see. That that's the the police will be deployed whenever there's too many people standing on the right side of something. That's how you know. It's like oh mm. people oh people want to protest the just unfettered violence against unarmed people of color in the country. Call them all up. Mm-hmm. You if you're standing in solidarity with unhoused people who are being treated like absolute subhumans. Then guess who's getting brutalized? The people who are standing with them. So, whew. but anyway, yeah. Thanks for. For letting us know a little bit more about yeah. that because I think yeah. a lot of us just saw what's happening on Twitter and was like, what the fuck is this? It was really confusing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like and I and I it's like it was a confusing story to follow for for people that didn't like I don't know. Like I, I don't know what I would have thought if I was just watching on Twitter. But it was definitely um I don't know. I just worry that it's gonna set a precedent for future sweeps like that to just have just a gigantic right. police presence and uh threatening anyone who who right. you know wants to stand with the the unhoused community. And with that overtime, I mean, god, I'm sure it's worth the money too rather than pouring that overtime in back into the fucking like whatever, you know. That's like the <laughs> irony of it cuz I saw that one photo where someone did the math 
of like, and then on their calculator being like, that's how much dollars this is costing right now. Oh, yeah. It costs uh, three quarters of a million dollars to police two peaceful to protests. To brutalize yeah, like, some yeah. unhoused to people. To move 120 people from yeah. a place where they weren't bothering other people. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Well, let's uh, move on to another group of people that are probably confused. Um, that is two prominent Trump supporters that um, had their wedding at Mar-a-Lago. So I guess when you when you actually spend enough and you do the full platinum white supremacy package, you can get married at Mar-a-Lago as a donor. So they got their they got their wedding. And then during the reception, they said, hey, Donald Trump. Do you want to give a quick toast to everyone? <laughs> which, which, by the way, shame on them for yeah. thinking that that was like, that's not his thing. That Stupid. ain't, he ain't known for his toast. What the fuck would yeah. you call him to come do a toast for? So, look, I'm just going to, this clip is so long. I'm just going to jump through random parts so you can see how long this motherfucker's talking before there's even anything resembling a toast. Does he know these people? Like, does he know them personally? Well, in the sense that they are very, I guess, very prominent donors. So okay. in that okay. sense, you may have seen them because like in terms of your donor relationship or who knows, I mean, whatever. He's, he's probably done one of those like uh, lines where you shake everybody's hands because exactly. they are valuable in your world. But no, I don't right, know right, right. them. But yeah, if they saw him on the street, like, hey, get the fuck away from me. The fuck is that? <laughs> Um, so let's uh, listen to this speech of Donald Trump, who loves hearing his own voice ruin someone's. Oh, fuck them. I don't give a fuck about their wedding. Anyway, let's listen to a lonely man fight, get a microphone in his hand. The news, I get all these flash reports, and they're telling me about the border. They're telling me about China. They're telling me about Iran. How are we doing with Iran? I didn't like that. This was a that, he just started a fucking wedding toast <laughs> by evoking China, Iran, and the border. But but they started laughing, so my <laughs> boy's about right. to go into bit, different bits. Yeah. You, oh, so he's, he's saying killing. He's like, "Yo, all right, the opener right. hit. Let's go. Right. <laughs> all right, no adjustments needed. Say less. Here he goes. Uh, let's go. Skip another thirty seconds ahead. I don't know what he's talking about now. The border's not good. The border is the worst anybody's ever seen it. And what you see now, multiply it times 10, Jim. You would know how to handle He's the only one I know that might handle the border tougher than me. But we have to. Okay, let's skip another 30 seconds ahead. This is activating my fight or flight. <laughs> and it's going to be it's just, uh, look, it's a disaster. It's a humanitarian disaster. For Still talking about the border. And it's going to destroy the country. Okay, another 30 seconds. They said, get 66 million votes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> we're at, we're, we, we are two minutes in. He's <laughs> talking about the Hold fucking on. election. I love it. I love that. Good for him. <laughs> 66 million. What the fuck is he? What? He's like, nah, y'all gave me a microphone. Nobody else will give me a microphone anymore. Nobody wants yeah. me to talk anywhere. So you dumb bitches are going to hear what I think about the votes that I got that should have been counted differently. <laughs> okay, let's go on. This is, I think this is his ender. Okay. Why are they closing up certain places? Right? <laughs> now, a lot of things happening right now. I just COVID. want to say it's an honor to be here. It's oh. an honor to have you at Mar-a-Lago. You are a great and beautiful couple. 
I liked it. I thought that was pretty nice. Also, my man couldn't even say their names. You don't know them. (laughs) I know, but I mean, like, all that, all that. And he couldn't even, somebody been like, it's Nicole and John, whatever the fuck their name is. (laughs) He's just like, I got to love them. I mean, that was... Karma wise, that is that is beautiful, yeah. and I like that he closed that by being like, "Well, there's all there's one thing we can agree on. This is a sexy couple." Good <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Woo! Jesus all Christ! Right. Thank uh, you, and I'm out. I'm surprised he's. I mean, look, that's what happens when do you have a this motherfucker lost his Twitter. So that, keep doing exactly. that. I mean, shout out to all the. I'm sure. I hope this just sets off a wave of Trump, uh, just like stumbling into a place that has a microphone. He's like, "Hey, is this thing on?" Can I talk a little bit? There's Anyways. no reason for a former wet, a former president to give a toast at your wedding, other than to talk about shit that a former president wants to talk about. Like, I'm right. not letting. I don't give a fuck who the president is. I'm not letting them come and ruin my wedding with their thoughts. Fuck no, that. unless it's like your fucking uncle. You know what I mean? Like, unless you're literally related to me and you sure. happen to be this politician. But even but I'm never then, like, I didn't let my uncle talk at my wedding because I know what that nigga's <laughs> going to say. And it ain't yeah. helpful to, to my marriage and <laughs> the well-being of our family as a whole. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I'm going to I'm going to let George W. Bush paint at my wedding. I'm going to let him do a portrait of the happy just like, couple. He does a vibe painting at the reception. He's like, I'm just going to kind of go off what the energy I'm feeling. And then it'll, it'll make you abstract. Yeah. And then I'll gift that to you at the end. There... Like, like a really dope it's, art show. It's just really sad. But like, yeah, I don't know. All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll process that and we'll be right back to talk some cancel culture and other stuff. All right. After this. And we're back. And just a couple things I want to touch on. Uh, first on is the, the vaccination passports are coming. Mm. Uh, how are we going to verify who's vaccinated? I think that's really important. And I think it's something the White House itself knows, because according to a slide from their own presentation to itself, they said, quote, a chaotic and ineffective vaccine credential approach could hamper our pandemic response by undercutting health safety measures, slowing economic recovery and undermining public trust and confidence. No, that's and true. And then do they You're say right. that said we are doing it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, here's the thing. They have to, right? Like, I don't know uh-huh. how you're going to begin uh-huh. to have these protocols in place, but this is where it gets so messy. I, right now, oof. the White House has identified there are 17 different initiatives taking place around this very idea. So you got a lot of people pulling in multiple directions right now on how to best verify if someone's been vaccinated. Because obviously, like for a workplace that has a lot of people there, you that, that's like a peace of mind you want to be able to give someone. But mm. but also knowing like the iniquities and in how the rollout has happened, like you can just already see how this thing could get all fucked up down the road right now. Like, I mean, you have a group of anti-vaxxer people who are without a doubt, probably just going to start saying like, oh, I need this badge or else I can't be a human. And <laughs> the chaos that's going to cause. Not only, what about fake ass vaccine vaccine passports? That's right. another yeah, thing. I, I just think this introduces a very slippery slope of allowing uh, the government to decide all the things that we have to have done or should be doing to our bodies before we're allowed to be out in the the pub in public spaces 
And like, mm-hmm. I'm not an anti-vaxxer at all. I got one shot in and Papa really wants that second one. But like, it's it's <laughs> not. Yeah, it, it just seems like a really unfair, fucked up idea to be like, yo, you, a person who didn't have the resources to get a thing is now being excluded from, you know, literally participating in out life. in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. It's so hard to figure like cuz it's it's I I understand why this like sort of thing would be an an effort, but it's also yeah, like you just know this like reeks of something that is going to result in people who don't deserve it being like held out from from other stuff. I uh, I And I to your point, I don't think that it's going to happen around COVID. I think that that if I'm being honest, mm-hmm. I think COVID's not going to be the problem, right? Like a lot of people, mm-hmm. most people, for the most part, I guess, want the vaccine. And those those who don't are, besides the the really crazy outspoken people are doing it with like a level of reason and, and quiet. You know what I mean? Like I know people who are like, yo, I'm not opposed to getting vaccinated, but I'm going to wait until it's not in the hands of the silliest people in the world and figure out what it actually is doing to to our bodies, whatever, whatever. That said, the next round of things that we're meant to get injected with is going to be where the debate really kicks in about like these passports and and our uh, look what happened with yeah. yeah look what happened then y'all fucked this up exactly I, mean, yeah. I don't think there's a way to do this well no matter what yeah like you're fucked because you're introducing it in a world where misinformation is moving around so freely and not being challenged enough or being moderated or understood that it's just not gonna <laughs> like it's it's just a lose it's lose lose and i get why we need like the logic of it to be able to be like nope that's a group that's at risk or could potentially put people at risk so we need to focus on them da, 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 da. but yeah i don't know what to do and a lot of it they're saying uh frank luntz who's a you know huge conservative pollster uh noticed that a lot of conservatives seem to be motivated by this as a way to get the shot. Like they thought, Mm. well, if it helps me get back to normal, because I damn sure want to get on my cruise ship. I damn sure want to get on an airplane. Mm. Well, fuck, you twisted my arm. If I got to get it now then to get this badge, then I'll fucking do it. So interesting. But then even then you had a lot of people like in these polling groups being like, there are people who were just as not necessarily numerically, but there was the intensity on the other side saying, well, then I'll fucking change my travel plans. Fuck that. Yeah. So, I, mean, I mean, I think the dangerous part of all of this is that the people who who are going to be able to opt in and opt out, th- these resources will always remain available to them mm-hmm. and they can make that choice on their own. Whereas there's a lot of people in this country who don't have the ability to just opt in and opt out. And even when they do opting in comes with an insane, insanely larger risk and fear and level of like insecurity that just won't go addressed in creating a fucking passport that like clears me to be able to work or be out right. and travel, whatever the fuck. I could just see the fraud passport market just exploding. And I hope it does. You know what I mean? Honestly, I hope it does. I hope like I th- go crazy. Fuck it. You know what I mean? Like all of this is nonsense. If we're telling people that like, yo, the government has to to give you a mandated injection for you to be able to go and, and function in the world. Go. Let's make a business out of it. Fuck it. <laughs> well, th- I'm trying to think, too, like just with 
the idea that such a fraudulent market can emerge, it, it's also just kind of funny to think that you could, you know, we can create $300 million gifts that no one can fucking front. Like they have the that version of it, but mm-hmm. like in through NFTs. And we're still like, I don't, but yeah, man, like it'll be really easy to fake one of these vaccination pass, <laughs> digital passports. Yeah. And I'm sure it will be like, it's so it's, yeah. it's like, I, you know, I, I want, I want everyone to get vaccinated. I want, you know, the, the herd immunity, but it's also like with, with cases like this, it's like, I can't, it's, I don't have the brain power or like knowledge base to, be like, well, what about like, what is a better solution? I don't know. Like, yeah. it's I just yeah. I mean, feel like the, the best fool. solution would be that first, this is all part and parcel of humanity's distrust in the state, the state, you know, the right. government and like a totally and, understandable mistrust. Right. Yeah. Like, and, and fucked. And they exacerbate it by putting people through a pandemic in which they are not going to support people and finger wag and put people in really awful situations in which it's being reflected to them that the government actually does not care about them. Mm -hmm. So then to then think that when they come through with these other initiatives, that it's in the best interest, you're already running at a deficit of trust with a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like if they, if they did this differently and maybe paid people to stay home and said, Hey, we're going to get through this. We all, we all got each other's backs. Like a vaccine is going to come and we'll all be able to keep ourselves safe. But don't put yourself at risk. Here are the checks. We we talk to the banks. Don't worry about your rent because they've talked to the land lo- landowners who are worried about their more. We're gonna we but we sorted that shit out. We stopped the suck of revenue momentarily so we can get our shit together as humans. But since that didn't happen, e- everything has this tinge of like greed and you know lack of trust. Yeah, there's uh, never any up. effort to. Uh to to show why we should trust the decisions that they're making it's just this want for blind trust from a bunch of people who historically in every direction black white every color has experienced some version of like inequity from the way that the government handles shit like this and it's like nah i'm not i'm not going to voluntarily or at least I- eagerly uh volunteer for your experimental you know new new thing I'm not going to be happy about it and and go blindly into that night. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause then we're just, yeah. On top of that, all of the misinformation that keeps people like that allows so many thoughts to be held simultaneously by people. It just like puts like, it's hard to break inertia. Yeah, but anyway, this kind of story breaks my brain. I'm just like, I don't know what the right thing to do it here. And also it like, it, there couldn't be more like validity to being angry and mistrustful of the government like on this topic specifically too yeah right yeah they couldn't have fucked it up worse it's like yeah it's like you, you like in a relationship they cheat all the time and then they're like hey but um like will you loan me like 600 bucks so i can kind of get my dj career started and i promise i'm gonna pay you back <laughs> and it's gonna be good for us and you're like i'm looking back at our history and this feels like shit actually and you and you did nothing to try and re- regain my trust which is, I think, yeah. the biggest thing, too, is like when they start holding up the stimulus checks and not giving people $15 minimum wage hikes, like those are all little things that contribute to this idea that the people who are running shit are, do they actually know what is happening here? Like what what it means to live at this this level? So all that to say, um, our next headline is just really interesting. 64% of Americans are afraid that cancel culture is a threat to their freedom. 
I just, sorry, I, sorry, I just pivoted off that, and fun. I just had to dish. But there's a new poll: sixty-four <laughs> percent is a is a, a, a. They said responsible. There's quote a growing cancel culture is a threat to their freedom. Thirty-six percent did not view it as a threat to their freedom. Mm. Um, okay. they, the, the Miriam Webster's definition of cancel culture, the practice or tendency of engaging in mass canceling as a way of expressing disapproval and exerting social pressure. I don't know what to say to anybody anymore. Uh, I just I'm like, people always manage to have their like eye on the wrong ball. Like, I just I don't know. Well, yeah, look, if we're if we're arguing about cancel culture, how are we going to talk about unhoused people? If we're arguing about cancel culture, how are we going to have real good faith, you know, discussions about policing and, you know, the the state of, you know, carceral technologies that are being applied? If we're talking about cancel culture, we don't have to talk about why we're dragging our feet uh, debating what's a hate crime, what's not a hate crime, who gets hate crime and who doesn't. You know, like it's. It's I just it's I, I just think we got to take the internet away. I think this should be the last <laughs> daily zeitgeist. I think uh, <laughs> All right, that's I, it. Yeah, think, yeah. We don't get the internet <laughs> anymore. I think everybody just needs their internet taken away because this is silly. Like most people aren't even successful enough to have their world canceled. And for 60 <laughs> right. you know what I mean for 64% yeah. of them to be like, well, they're going to take my trailer home away from me and it's like, bro, nobody's coming for you. Nobody gives a fuck about most things that are happening. And most cancellations happen because people just speak out of turn on some shit that like truly had nothing to do with them. Yeah. I mean, I think there's something to saying like we need nuance around what we're talking about because I think most people look at it as people just get mad at what you say and then your life is ruined. Rather than if you have some dated, ignorant perspectives that if you're getting called out, you need to actually like that's a moment for evolution, growth, that right. whatever the fuck is happening. Because it, I think most people just think like it ends there, you're canceled and then you're just a tumbleweed blowing around. In the right, and you're like life is over. I mean, it's so it's, that definition is like interesting to yeah. me because it does like, I don't know, I feel like mass the, canceling. The phrase cancel culture is like casting too wide of a net, too, because there's so many different versions of it where yeah. it's like sometimes it truly is just like extreme trolling. Sometimes it is like more of an accountability discussion. And then sometimes I think like people people use this term in both like genuine and extremely disingenuine ways that it's like I feel it's it's not I don't know how people have like one conversation about cancel culture because it's so many different there's it's so case to case in in my head of like there's some that you're like oh well this was like clearly like not the way to go about this and then there's other times where it's like people refusing to take accountability claiming their life is ruined which is also like it's just so case to case like sharon osborne uh, yes, I've been canceled. Yeah. She she <laughs> she lost her job because she stood up for Pierce Morgan, not standing up for him. It, that wasn't the issue. It was your personality in standing up for him. That isn't right. cancel culture. That's just motherfuckers don't like you, Sharon. Like <laughs> yeah, you ain't you sitting right shit. in their spirit, and that's a choice that they're making after that. Right. Oof. Well, you know, prayers up for the ignorant that they can wake the fuck up you know let's move on to uh someone who's that they're trying to cancel but i don't know how you can cancel somebody who took a stripper pull straight to fucking hell already (laughs) uh lil nas x the new video montero call me by your name is 
got 5 million views first 24 hours. Song is fucking really good. And it has a lot, like, to anybody watching this, I think you might not take it very literally. And you can see if you listen to what the lyrics are, you might find a little more nuance than this guy's, uh, he's fucking the snake in the Garden of Eden and then was grinding on Satan. Like it was Magic City. What the fuck is this? Are we headed for another satanic panic? Like I was like, what is going on? <laughs> you know it. I thought we were over it. I thought we you like know it. we'd done this. No, because QAnon kept keep is keeping that shit alive though, of the darkness, oh, the energies. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you want us to cover our mouths from Satan. You know, people were saying that shit at those hearings. So with this, right? Um, if you look at it, you know, uh, this is not a a, a Satan's recruitment tape. Okay, this is uh, as many people say, blatantly, blatantly autobiographical, autobiograph autobiographical allegory. Thank you, mm. JM, for writing that out. Um, <laughs> and you know, like as he, the, there was even a press release that was letting people know, like to walk idiots through what the imagery was about. That said, the ending is supposed to represent quote dismantling the throne of judgment and punishment that has kept many of us from embracing our true selves out of fear. Lil Nas X is gay. He he came out and he's, you know, a, a lot of people felt some type of way about that. Most people are like, yeah, OK, do you welcome Lil Nas X. Thank you for all your creative contributions. Um, but this is just one of those things like now cue the backlash, right? That because a lot of things was talking about how he was dating a closeted man um, was sort of like the inspiration for the track, too. And my goodness. The, the people that are coming for him, it's truly, it is on some satanic panic shit. This pastor, Greg yeah. Locke, who went viral, he doesn't even, he admitted he didn't know who Lil Nas X was, and then his racist ass still had to call him a thug. Like, <laughs> okay. Just show you, like, it's inbuilt. It's like muscle memory. It's like black. It's like, I just, I, I don't understand how trolling still works in, in 2021. Yeah. Do you know what so I mean? Easy. Like, Lil Nas X, very talented young man. I'm, I enjoy his music. He's obviously trolling like this is yeah. that's 100 percent the intention of this song, of this video. The whole thing is just a motherfucker making fun of the fact that y'all were like, you know, the Internet was like, I think he's just pretending to be gay for attention. He's like, all right, I'm going to bussy right, pop right. on the fucking devil and then make right. you <laughs> you look at that. And it's like and somehow people are still like, I can't believe he would do it. It's like he's a, he's a silly Billy. Of course, he's going to do yeah. that. You're playing right into his hand. Yeah. <laughs> he knows you can just look if WAP did all that. Imagine what a gay black man taking a stripper pole to hell and working Satan out like he's got hundreds spilling out of his pockets. Yeah, that that is going to get some kind of reaction. Like, it goes against anything. so much. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, whatever. I know. I know. And he's also he's like, I know that I'm looking at the Matrix, motherfucker. Thank you for the views. Thank you for putting my name up. I'm trending. And most most of the time, uh, it doesn't really it's not going to affect me in any other way. Because, look, he's had to deal with homophobia since since the jump. So it's not right. He's not tripping um, off this. He's like, I'm not Frank Ocean. I'm not about to make like classic, you know, impossibly classic music. So I'm just going to make sure you guys have a different reason to talk about me. And it's working. <laughs> yeah. And he's it's like, a kids. fucking incredible video. Like it's the oh, it's... level of the production value. Sure. On this music video. <laughs> Holy the, shit. The the way he takes the it's pole so to good. hell is my favorite <laughs> it's shit. It's so good. It's not the, the most reasonable way to go down a pole. I'll say that. No, <laughs> no. 
<laughs> not at all. But the so but good. the different moves as he descends, I was like, this is shit is so funny. Like this is perfect. Um, yeah. but again, this is the other part though. Then there was a sneaker that came out, the Satan shoes. Uh, where they were Air Max 97s that were modded by this streetwear company called Mischief. Um, they collabed and they're putting out only 666 pairs. <laughs> and they uh, also in the soul, there is human blood. I love that. Goofy. Yep, yeah, he's exactly. A, again, this is a silly, silly man who's doing a silly <laughs> thing. And I'll say this. When they everybody reacted the way that Lil Nas X knew that they would react, and then they put out which which I think uh, made me more excited than anything the Chick Fil A alternatives to right. the, to those sneakers, John three sixteen, yeah, and <laughs> my pleasure <laughs> on a, written on my them. pleasure, right, <laughs> and those are even better. I I actually would wear the shit out of those yeah. Chick Fil A shoes. <laughs> The, this company, they were the same ones that did the like holy water 97s. Right. If you remember, there was a Jesus Air Max that came. So this is just part like they know That's what to do. Game. And those should sell out. They're called and mischief. Right. <laughs> what are we doing? Well, what could they be up to? What could they be up to? Who are we arguing with? <laughs> the best are people like, you know, South Dakota uh, Governor Christy Nome. She was. She's really sounding like someone's grandparent because, you know, I think it was a, a tweet he put out saying, like, these are an exclusive with mischief and like Lil Nas X's tweet. And she's like, uh, I'll tell you the real exclusive. Uh, your God given eternal soul. <laughs> which is, yeah. so which is JM so points exhausting. out. It's kind of like when your parents are like, oh, the real PlayStation uh, is nature. OK, <laughs> yeah. All right. Full. The original uh -huh. PlayStation. Yeah, I sure. guess. Thanks, well, thanks. I that's the real that's the real one. Uh, sometimes I'm just like when stories like this, like they I mean, it's like good for Lil Nas X. Like I have no objection to him, like getting a ton of attention. But it's this and like the cancel culture story. I'm like, can you just take a nap? Can you like get a library card? Like, relax. Uh, yes. Take yeah. the Internet away from us. We don't yeah. know how to handle it. It's clearly again, not built for our brains. And we should we should do something else. Yeah. I mean, look. This, but this is the this is the beauty of this shit, though, too, for certain, you know, political ideologies. You can get focused on such a superficial thing to avoid putting the energy and focus into actual problem solving. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's all like that. It's the same thing with Democrats. being like, I can't believe that Lauren Boebert, man, fuck that. Right. Start putting your fucking head down and figuring out what the fuck you're going to do to make shit better for people. Because all this shit, it just it, you're able to put something on the docket that delays the, the real work that has to be done. And, you know, every every party's guilty of it because sure. we're too entrenched in the system. The other thing I just want to say, Lil Nas X absolutely knows what he's doing. He posted a fucking apology video on YouTube, like a little bit after oh, that really? abruptly cuts into the music video. <laughs> So he knows what the fuck he's doing. And I think it's genius. Like, That's and the great. other thing, Jam points out that the blood in the shoot thing, nothing new. Kiss did that in 1977 with their Marvel comic. And look how it's mm. look how well it turned out for Gene Simmons. That guy's doing great. Nothing to complain <laughs> <Yeah>. about. <laughs> <laughs> he has too much money. So we'll see what happens. Uh, so, you know, Lil Nas X, uh, Mr. Montero, keep doing what you got to do. It's it's so easy. It's so easy like, if people when are people act of, out like that. You might as well do something with it. Well, I just hate seeing black people like happy or doing anything that isn't like you know it immediately. Just these black women in their bodies. Yeah. 
He, he, oh, he thinks he can be so gay he could just tick that pole straight down to Beelzebub? Yeah, I would Come say it was gay this time, but I think the principle is still the the issue. It's like black, gay, anybody who isn't sitting right in uh, in the original concoction of what America stands for is going right. to get that energy when it, when the time yeah. is right. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. add marginalized group with video showing unabashed happiness and pride within who they are and who their community is. And somebody's going to get mad. They're like, oh, my God, these these people got together and they're celebrating. Oh, this is this, this is a, this is just anathema to Christian. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck out of here. Anyway. So, yeah. Do y'all uh, Langston. Thanks so much for coming by the show. What a man. pleasure. It's a pleasure to have you. Yeah. Where can people find you, follow you, listen to you? And what's a tweet that you like? Hell yeah, you can find me at uh, at Langston Kerman on all those platforms. I don't have a different name for me anywhere else. And uh, you, you can ooh follow or listen to my podcast. It's called My Mama Told Me. We talk about conspiracy theories and specifically ones that come out of the black community. And it's very exciting and problematic. And I hope that we get canceled soon. There you go. <laughs> Unfortunately, the people like it, so maybe not. But we'll see. Maybe. Um, and what's a tweet that you like? Oh, like a like a delicious treat or just a spiritual treat? Any? A tweet. Oh, tweet. tweet. A work of social media, if you don't. Oh, mind. I thought yeah. <laughs> I you were saying. Uh, what's a what's, social media what's, treat? What's a snack anyway, you enjoy? That works. That works well for social media. What's a social media treat? Oh man. <laughs> Oh, there's this. There's a very funny uh, compilation that got put up uh, by a person I don't know, but her her name is Jesse Davin. Uh, Jesse the Buckeye uh, is her at, and it's a compilation called "Wrestling Is So Horny." OMG, and it's just <laughs> a bunch of wrestlers saying arguably the most homoerotic things to each other, but like real mean and uh, out of context. It's insane. <laughs> it just, oh, like, I'm going to fold you up yeah. like you've never been folded. <laughs> There's one where a dude is like, uh, he was like, you know how big I am. But when you get a hold of me, I'm going to get bigger and bigger in your hands. And it's like, yo, whoa, <laughs> this is great. <laughs> how could anything get bigger? I don't know, for- except for your, your erect penis. But it, he, yeah. he meant it differently, I think. Wrestling yeah. is horny. There's yeah. no way around it. it exactly. Wrestling is horny. Oh, man. Um, and Jamie, what about you? Where can people find you and follow you? Uh, what can what can you, what's a tweet that you like? Where can they listen to you? Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at Jamie Loftus Help, Instagram, Jamie Christ Superstar. Uh, listen to the Bechtel cast, listen to Lolita podcast, and I'm going to choose a tweet that I has been uh, haunting me for uh, about a day now. It's from Sarah Haji uh, at Kind of Haji, uh, and it's a, attached to a screenshot captioned, I no longer understand the world around me. It's a trending topic that <laughs> I can't make heads or tails of. Trending, Jimmy Jacobs. Content creator Carl tricks fans into believing that his brother Jimmy Jacobs would be joining for his latest stream when really Sapnap features as his special guest. And I was like, wow, I've never felt more like <laughs> disconnected. Yeah. I get not. Do one I live on Earth? That I don't know any of these people. When really Sapnap, fe- well, the twist was it was Sa- Sapnap, not Jimmy Jacobs. I was like, what the fuck does any of this mean? And where the fuck um, is Carl? I love that. <laughs> That I'm very so... invested in eventually knowing what what happened. Oof. Well, yes, I I must know. 
Why was yeah. Snip Snap there instead of Jig Jig J- Jimmy Johns? Come on, now. <laughs> and like gang has to know what was going on with Carl, Jimmy Jacobs, and Sap Nap at the end. Yeah, and is that and is it uh, messy? Mm-hmm. Please let me. And what know. are Please the repercussions? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, some tweets that I like. First one is actually from you, Jamie at Jamie Loftus Help. You tweeted oh. Isaac just left, saying it was an quote-unquote emergency and came back with a Little Caesars pretzel crust pizza because apparently it's the last day they're selling them and we've never tried it. It's good. That broke my heart that I missed out on it because I've been meaning to get that shit. It's good. It's really good. I mean, Ah, I think it's just they put pretzel salt on it. I don't. I wasn't convinced it was a pretzel crust. I think I was like, oh, there's extra salt on the pizza, and I love that. (laughs) Just putting big rock salt on the crust. Just put pretzel pizza pretzel. Just street salt. Just for clearing roads. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love that. Snow day. Snow day energy brought to the little Caesar's pizza. It's good. And then uh, one last one from Andrew T at Andrew T. Mm -hmm. Uh, For what it's worth, I 100% believe that Chet Hanks speaks for the white community. (laughs) Uh, I'm like, yeah, that's tight. I I feel that. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Uh, You can catch me at Miles of Gray on Twitter and Instagram and also the other podcast, 420 Day Fiance. Uh, You can catch us on the Daily Zeitgeist on Twitter, uh, the Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We got a Facebook fan page and a website, uh, Daily Zeitgeist, where, you know, we look, we, po- we post the episodes and the footnotes. Footnotes. Thank you. Footnotes. Um, and, exactly. And as oh, we say, yeah. it's a production of iHeartRadio. So for more podcasts, check out the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your favorite shows. And of course, a song that we are going to ride out on today's track is, but it's a nice remix of Jay-Z's Change Clothes mm. featuring Pharrell. But it's a nice flip from DJ Kasir, K-A-S-I-R. So you're going to look, look, this one's on SoundCloud because these these remixes aren't anywhere else. Um, and it's called The Change Clothes, DJ Kasir Remix. Uh, so please check it out because it's a good reworking of a, you know, staple Neptune's production uh, and just got a little more life into it for this year of our Lord 2021. All right, with that, we will uh, ride on on that and we'll see you later when we talk trends. Until then, take care. Bye. Bye.